your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. I'm Josh Hyman. We got a fun one for you today. As promised on last episode, we are going to start this episode off by talking about our memories of the Blues Stanley Cup Parade, and then we're going to segue that into the Blues upcoming draft, like we talked about on the last episode. We went over the forwards a little bit. There's a couple more names I want to mention on the defensive side of the puck, but there's also some other forwards out there that I know a lot of Blues fans are excited about with the 16th pick, so we're going to continue on with that and then... With the third segment, we're going to be talking about Zach Hyman potentially coming to the St. Louis Blues as there was an athletic article that came out today that basically said his time in Toronto is done. But before we get into all of that, I want to remind you guys about Locker Room because this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. So download the Locker Room app today. They actually just today changed it to Spotify Green Room. So big word association there for Spotify. Love the bump. Uh, You can check it out on the iOS app store or the Android store. Uh, Find one of our rooms on Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. We can kind of see both sides of the narrative here, right? Obviously, you're a Blues fan living in the Boston area. I'm St. Louis based, so it was a lot different for me because I actually was at the parade. Uh, But you got to see the aftermath of the Boston fans and their torture and pain that they endured after losing Game seven at home. So what was that like for you and your experience? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say that before we start, um, the beginning of this podcast was a a little bit delayed uh, because I was in a fierce battle with a spider that decided to climb up my wall. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) I lost the battle. Tommy had the bright idea to try to smack it with a shoe and said, oh, no, he won't dodge the shoe. How do you miss with a shoe, bro? Look, he was... uh, the spider. might hit George Bush with a shoe. Spider has agility, bro. He he dip duck dip dive and dodged the the shoe, fell off the wall onto my floor, and is now MIA. So if at some point during this podcast I mysteriously drop the call, I have been taken over by the spider. So just keep be on the lookout for that. Um, I'll contact send, the authorities. Yeah, yeah, contact the authorities. Um, get Spider Patrol in here and just send your prayers my way because it's me versus the spiders. But anyways, I'll try to focus on it's like Indiana Jones. I got I got one eye trained on on my on my laptop. The other eye trained on the last last known location of the spider. So we're multitasking for this episode. But anyways, yeah, it was it was an interesting vibe. Um, I mean, the videos on my Twitter of uh, it's a, my mom did a great job. She kind of panned around the room to all the disappointed Bruins fans, and then me standing there with my girlfriend who was a Blues fan for the day. Uh, she's a Caps fan, but they were out. So she was. It was. It was seven Bruins jerseys, and and then me. You know, happy, happy as a clam with with the rest of my family b- bumming out. Um, so it was definitely an interesting dynamic that way. Like I didn't feel like I could be full on like, let's go, baby. It's like I had to be respectful and nice, but it was a little. It, it was kind of exciting that way. Like I was in a summer class at the time, um, full of like a bunch of hockey players and. I wore my blues jersey like day one of the of the that series and like my teacher even called me out and was like, Oh, you're you're in enemy territory now and then I and I wore my blues jersey again the day after they won the cup and, and the looks I got were a little different. So it was it was kinda of fun being the instigator in that sense, giving giving Bruins fans a taste of their own medicine, you know, they like getting under people's skin. But yeah, it was definitely 
a little bit. I got I got a lot more respect than I anticipated. Like people come up to me like, "Hey, yeah, good series, you know, hard fought series." It was definitely a unique experience. Boston fans are extremely passionate about their teams, but at the same time, they they know their stuff and they, like I said, it was a hard fought series. So that was definitely interesting. I wish more than anything I could have made it out to St. Louis for the parade, just because you know, looking back on it now, it doesn't. It was two years ago yesterday, I believe. It doesn't feel like it. You know, who knows who knows where to start. Um, favorite memory? It's got to be. Either we went blues, Brett Hall singing Gloria, Zach Sanford's boot and rally, but uh, good times all around. And I hope we'll be back there one day soon. I think YP, uh, Young Page Views, Ben Friedman, when he hopped on our pod and talked about it, yeah, that was a fantastic episode. So if you guys haven't episode listened to that number yet, one. Yeah, first all episode ever back. of the Locked On Blues podcast. So uh, the audio is not nearly as well as it is right now. So apologize for that in advance but but it is good content so if you want to give that a re-listen uh it is definitely a good time but i just remember highlight of the entire day for me was just being there and i that's probably like cliche and stuff but like like going to the cardinals world series parade in 2011 it's like obviously the cardinals have like the second most world series championships in the mlb so it's like it's exciting but you're like i mean we've done this before and like for the blues to do it like the first time in franchise history after such a long drought after being so close for so long after being competitive and all these great teams come through all these great players come through none of them managed to win the stanley cup and then this team goes from worst to first in the most historical fashion brings it home for the blues i think that's kind of why we saw the chaos ensue that it did not even just the fact that it was just the first Stanley Cup for the team but the way that they did it I think carried a lot of fans emotions along the way so standing there on the street I just remember like seeing just seas of blues jerseys and blues apparel and people like everybody everybody you walked by is like handing you beers and like you're like let's go blues and like all this stuff just the most electric atmosphere I think definitely ever been a part of like you said, I, I can't wait till it happens again, for yeah. sure. There's so many pictures from that day that just feel like a renaissance painting, you know? Like, feels like feel, so many... People climbing the- up the light poles, people, like, people straddling, like, sitting on the traffic lights, hanging out the parking garages. Dude, it's it was incredible. Just absolute chaos. Picture of Colton Pareko hoisting the cup in front of like the arch and the crowds of people, or Jordan Biddington on the little, the little trike, or Ryan O'Reilly in his big giant hat. Dude, where do you even where do you even start? Or Brett Hall, just just all of Brett Hall on that day. God, man, find me a better Stanley Cup parade than that. I'll wait. You can, and it's just and even just like being in that atmosphere, it's like you'd like talk to fans you've never even met before, and you're like, I I, I never thought we would be here, and like just have like a full conversation about like going from the worst team in the league, literally, to the best team in the league, and that's one of the great things I think that everyone loves about sports is it just kind of brings it gravitates people towards one another and like as a fan base and we see it on twitter too like one of the coolest things about twitter is just like you meet people that like the same things you do so like on blues twitter and stuff it's like you already have one foot in on like being friends with somebody just because you like the same hockey team and i I think that's really cool uh so if you think that's really cool you got to check out spotify green room because it is brand new locker room is rebranded and this episode is brought to you by spotify green room and it's the first social audio platform made for sports fans this app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport like the st louis blues 
So Spotify Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join the conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Spotify Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts like Josh and I across the NBA, MLB, and obviously the NHL. So go download it right now on the App Store, Spotify Greenroom, currently available on all iOS devices and Android. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL conversation for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. Josh and I are probably going to be ripping one pretty soon here. Uh, We might do a watch party for one of these games coming up. I think Vegas and Montreal would be a lot of fun. That'd be a blast. Uh, So like I said, download Spotify Green Room on the App Store today. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, if you're like me and those Spotify green rooms go a little bit long and you're running out of energy, you got to grab a Built Bar to help you get through it because Built Bar has nine delicious flavors. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. But if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out because it's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something there for everybody. You know what my flavor is? I do. The raspberry is so good. And like they had that limited edition. Uh, it was like raspberry cheesecake. Oh, oh my baby. God, dude. I mean, that was one of the best bars I've ever had in my life. But most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. So not only do they taste great, but they're healthy, too. So you got to get some today. So if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We talked about the draft, the NHL 2021 entry draft. I never thought we'd get here. <laughs> it felt like they were they were pushing everything back in the timeline through the pandemic forever, but it, it's getting towards getting back on track now, and there's a lot to be excited about with the Blues picking at 16. We talked about some forwards yesterday. I still have a couple forwards that I want to talk about. But today is going to be focused on defensemen because with the Blues, obviously losing Alex Petrangelo in the offseason, now he's doing great things with the Vegas Golden Knights. The last time the Blues drafted a defenseman in the first round was Jordan Schmaltz in 2012. So it's been a hot minute. And I'm not saying they're going to take a defenseman, but the option is there. And if they did take a defenseman, I wouldn't be surprised. The only problem is... At 16, really the only guys you're looking at here that could possibly be available is Carson Lambos, Corson Kuhlmans. That's probably it, really, unless somebody falls. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, apart from, you know, the Jordan Schmaltz pick being a bust of all busts, I'm pretty sure there was a statistic that, like, he was the only, at one point in time, he was the only player from the first round of that draft yet to play in an NHL game or whatever, so... Blues don't have the best track record with drafting defensemen in the first round, and that combined with the fact that it really seems like if they wanted to, their hands would be very tied. Like, if it were to get to 16, they would likely be choosing between one or two guys, um, maybe just one, um, versus forwards. You know, there's so much more variety, and there's going to be so many different names that fall and drop, um, as opposed to defensemen where there are like two or three guys that are definitively locked into the top five, and then after that is when it gets kind of gets kind of questionable so it seems like taking a defenseman you know if that's something that the blues want to do um it might make sense to move up like like Gabe Foley was talking about um on last week's episode uh keep name dropping him so if he's listening to these if he's listening to these episodes he's loving it but anyways 
it definitely seems like there's a lot less. We keep talking about routes that the Blues can take. If the Blues want to draft a defenseman, it seems like their 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 routes are are pretty pretty cut out for them, uh, rather than forwards where there's tons of different options, tons of different variety. Um, like you said, there's really only two guys that would even possibly be available at 16, maybe even one, because um, Coolman's was is projected, I believe, to go a few picks before then. So if that is a position that they think that they need to fill, I would have no problem with that. I just am a little hesitant because, like I said, at that point, there may only be two defensemen left in, in all of the first round. And, you know, I feel like I would rather them go best player available in that instance, which would more than likely be a forward just because of the sheer quantity of forwards compared to quantity of defensemen. But who knows what Doug Armstrong's got up his sleeve. That's the thing, too, is I'm definitely on board with you in drafting best player available. And I think that's probably why we've seen the Blues draft so many forwards in the first round because those were the best players available, at least in the team's mind. That being said, the idea that there's not, a, I mean, obviously Scott Perunovich, but he got hurt, right? So we really don't know, like, past the college level he's capable of doing yet. So the jury's still kind of out on him. But besides him, like, there really is not a lot of sexy picks for the St. Louis Blues that are defensemen, uh, that are high draft capital. So, And like you said, they have kind of missed the mark with defensemen in the first round here and there, especially Jordan Schmaltz. It's one of the first guys that comes to mind, but they don't have a second round pick. And they've they've done pretty well with second round picks. And uh, Jordan Cairo, I believe Vince Dunn was a second round pick. And like I said, Scott Perunovich. So there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of issues with this team. There are a lot of holes to fill. Like we said on the last pod, I don't think goalie is one of them, but I could see them, like we said, going really forward or defenseman here. Um, another name that I like among the forwards, uh, I tweeted about him before the pod, but Zachary LaRue is 5'11", so it feels a little undersized, but the Blues did just take Jake Neighbors, so maybe they're straying away from the whole size thing, but Zachary LaRue feels a lot like Clem Costin to me. Plays left wing out of Halifax. He's got that offensive scoring touch that you're looking for, but he also plays with an edge, plays with a very high compete level, uh, loves banging the body, loves dropping the gloves and fighting guys, and plays with a lot of emotion. And I think, not that a lot of the Blues players don't play with a lot of emotion, but I think anytime you can bring somebody in the room that spikes that fire within them, I, I think that's that's high progress for any team. So I would I would love to have him in the blue note for uh, four or five, six years down the road, especially if we already have Clem Costin. Can you imagine those guys playing hockey together? Holy cow. Fireworks. Electric factory. One common trait amongst all these guys is, is we're just naming off some some great hockey names. I mean, come on. At, at this point, Corson Coolman's, Carson Lambos, Zachary LaRue. LaRue. Apparently, I got Radu's name wrong yesterday as well. So apologies if, if you're listening. Adu Radu. My bad. That's a great name too, though. It is. It is. No, but I think uh, LaRue is, is definitely a name that I would love the Blues to pick up. It definitely seems like that would be straying away from what I would assume their goal is in this draft. And if they are doubling down on Craig Berube, then I would assume they would go towards more physical two-way guys. And that's something that's been criticized in LaRue's game. But if I was a betting man, I would put my money on Ooh. LaRue to the Blues. 100%. Uh-huh. What else would you put your there's money on? There's some other guys. There's some other guys I would like to see the Blues draft besides LaRue maybe because I would personally I want to see the transition just for the fun of it I want to see this Blues team try to transition into a speed team because we've never really seen that before but if they if they do double down on physicality I think Zachary LaRue is is probably a very high name on their on their draft boards 
But like, yeah, I would definitely bet on LaRue. And if you want to bet on anything, you got to go to betonline.ag because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and the NHL is nearing the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can track all of that action at BetOnline. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, the NBA, UFC, MMA, and the NHL. So before the next face-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit with the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Josh, when we come back, we're going to round out this episode with a little bit of Zach Hyman talk. To the St. Louis Blues? Possibly. He's a two-way player. Might be a fit. Great last name. Don't go anywhere. We won't either. So it was reported today by The Athletic that it seems like Zach Hyman's time with the Toronto Maple Leafs is nearing the end. The Blues are obviously looking to make some significant moves this offseason. Josh, do you think a match with Zach Hyman and the St. Louis Blues is something that we could see in a couple weeks or in a month or two? I think it's a match made in heaven. Besides my bias and, and my and my finger, you know, me crossing my fingers to get a jersey with my own last name on it if he were to come sign here. I think he's everything that we've been talking about in these past few weeks in terms of what the Blues could use. Um, a guy that could go out there and first and foremost, you know, grind and and win puck battles and and you know make make oppositions fear him and fear that line because they know that anytime he's on the forecheck um he's going to make make their lives a, a living nightmare um you know trying to win puck battles against him he's also a guy that can put up points and sure he was playing with like Austin Matthews and, and such in in Toronto but he's a very smart player with the puck he has a really really high hockey IQ so you know once he's winning those puck battles in the corner he's very very smart about you know either um, competing hard to the front of the net and you know trying to get rebounds or whatever or making a smart pass um, once he wins those battles he's very very good at that has a really high hockey IQ and it really seems like he's a guy that Craig Berube would absolutely fall in love with with his work ethic and his two-way play um, plus his ability to put up numbers as well um, you know there's a lot of criticism about his playoff performances in Toronto, but I've said it before that I don't think any of those players can be held too accountable for for their playoff performances on that team just because of how high the media pressure is. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does have a change of scenery and if it is with the St. Louis Blues to have even more success with that pressure sort of being lifted off. Um, but it really does seem like a perfect fit for him on the St. Louis Blues with his style of play and with the with Craig with the Blues doubling down on Craig Berube's physicality and his style and it seeming like he's not going anywhere anytime soon it would make so much sense for them to bring in a guy like Zach Hyman to add to this team and hey he could play left wing as well so match made in heaven I wouldn't mind seeing him on the off wing as he's right-handed but uh, can you imagine uh, if the Blues managed to move or just not bring back Zach Sanford 
this offseason and then slot Zach Hyman in his, in his place. He played 43 games this season, 15 goals, 18 assists for 33 points, had 69 hits on the season. Very nice. 17 takeaways, 17 giveaways, so basically the same ratio that Zach Sanford was running, but 21 blocked shots as well. And I've been beating that horse this whole offseason, but you love seeing guys that are going to um, – throw the body in front of pucks because uh, Jordan Bennington, as good of a goalie as he is, if there's traffic in front of him, those pucks have to get blocked. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult for him to make those saves. And we saw that in the playoffs. And that's one of the reasons that the Blues struggled so much because Nathan McKinnon throwing shots on goal with 17 bodies in front. You, you either have to clear the crease or you got to block those shots. And unfortunately for the Blues, they didn't either. I think Zach Hyman helps that in, in that department a ton. Right, and he had that much success on a Toronto team that was extremely, you know, speed, skill based, and not a lot of defensive um, prowess just from their game game style or play style. My goodness, um, and he still was able to maintain that much success and look as good as he did, sort of just being a complementary player to a style that wasn't very complementary to his skills. Imagine him in, in a system that is completely tailored for the way he plays, being the St. Louis Blues. He could produce even even better than he has in Toronto, could put up even better numbers, could block even more shots. Oh, I could go on and on. I think it's, I think it's a match made in heaven, and, and price might be a little high. He's probably going to get around five, five and a half mil, um, and he is 29 years old, so a longer-term longer deal there could be risky. Um, but, you know, I think Doug Armstrong – is a smart GM and he, he, he maybe maybe his one his one uh, Achilles heel is giving out crappy contracts to guys on the on that are approaching the wrong side of thirty. But um, I think Zach uh, Zach Hyman almost said Zach Sanford. I think Zach Hyman's game would hold up decently well with age. So uh, I, I will continue to to rally for him until he signs with another team or the Blues. But I, I think there's a no brainer. He is now my number one target for the Blues in this in this offseason. Yeah, it really does make a lot of sense, especially if if the Blues are doubling down on Craig Berube, if the Blues are doubling down on their current system and style of hockey. Uh, it, it does feel like a no brainer that Zach Hyman comes in and uh, immediately contributes, like you said. And I do think that uh, him being in the Blues system uh, and ha- having a system that supports his style of play instead of kind of works against it uh, because anytime you're doing that you're doing that fast pace all those odd man rushes and stuff if they come back on the counter it's going to be a lot a lot more difficult for guys that are playing two-way games and the guys that are defending so I could definitely see the blues kicking the tires on that whole situation but it feels like every other day another name pops up that the blues we haven't even talked about Landeskog yet so uh, and there's already a connection there with Ryan O'Reilly um so maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow who knows but I think that's all the time we have for today so thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked On Blues podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to Uh, you can follow us on Twitter Instagram Facebook and TikTok at Locked On Blues you can follow me on Twitter and Spotify Green Rooms at 12 or 15 you can follow josh on twitter and spotify green rooms at josh hyman nhl but like i said thank you guys so much for listening josh i hope you find that spider but as always don't let's go blues